morning or this evening for some of you all who may be on the East Coast or further than Century Time. We're going to be talking about or listening to um, the mind of God. Uh, we're, we're not going to get through the whole thing. Uh, we're going to do this in two parts, so we'll probably finish this tomorrow. But we're going to be discussing the mind of God. If you are listening to this on either YouTube or uh, Facebook, you can go to brotherbenlinks.com and hit that button at the top. And it's going to open up your text messages. And uh, you can text the word nation to that number. Just send off the text. Text the word nation to my number. And it will get you the Zoom call and the passcode. Uh, For whenever we go live in the morning, you will get that text. Also, if you are new on the Zoom this morning, make sure that as you're listening to the lecture, you take a few notes, something that stands out to you. Because at the end, I'm going to ask, hey, what stood out to you or what is something that you guys would like to share? And we like everyone that uh, God put something on their heart. We like y'all to share. So uh, if y'all heard something or uh, got something that someone else didn't get, um, you know, we can hear that from you as well. <clears throat> All right. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. Here we go. Farrakhan. All praises due to Allah. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm very happy to see all of you and to greet all of you with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. look so wonderful. All praise is due to Allah. Tonight, um, I wanted to talk with you about a subject that's been growing on me and in me probably for the last two months. I've been trying out. I want you to do your very best to pay particular attention to what uh, we say this evening. I'm going to try to get it over to you as quickly as possible. And I would like everyone who can come in that is on the outside to please do. And if, uh, perchance, 
you don't get all of this um, try and get the tape and study it the subject tonight deals with the thinking of God in the scriptures of the Bible uh, it reads my ways are not your ways my thoughts are not your thoughts mine are from above while yours are from beneath here God is saying to the people you don't think like I think and your ways are not like my ways my ways are above and yours are from beneath if God's ways are above and God's thoughts are above and ours are beneath then there's a gulf between man and God and as long as that gulf exists between man and God man cannot ever be what God originally created him to be which is in his own image and likeness you can't be in the image and likeness of God in form and not in mind and spirit and thought so if we are created to be in the image uh, from the scriptural or uh, biblical point of view from the uh, in the image and the likeness of God then we are created with the capacity to be able to think like God and therefore if we can think like God we can act like God God's actions are godly and when a human being acts godly that means that human being is thinking on a higher level are we in agreement in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus never talks about God's thinking. He just says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You can't get a people truly resurrected just by curtailing their actions we have to get into the mind of the human being to elevate the thinking of people and when people can think above they will rise above clear okay so Jesus says, as a man thinketh, 
in his heart, so is he. How do you think in your heart? The heart here is not the heart that the scripture is talking about. The heart that the scripture is talking about is the core of the person's being, thinking. That's the real heart. It is the essence of the individual. It is rational. It is intelligent. It is not emotional. When you think of the heart, you think of emotion. But to think like God, we have to be able to think above emotion. And that's what separates man from God and beast from man. Beast is moved by appetite. Man is controlled by emotion, but God is the master of the process of reasoning. So in the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, we are taught that Islam is mathematics, and mathematics is Islam. The nation of Islam, according to our lessons, is all wise and does everything right and exact. We can't do things right and exact unless we do things mathematically. To do things mathematically is to do things with precision. When you do things emotionally, you throw away mathematics. And most of our decisions in life are made not from knowledge, but from feelings. Feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. If you haven't got nothing more than feelings, you're in bad shape. Children feel. Mature people think on the basis of knowledge, actual facts. How do you feel? Oh, I feel fine. You don't ask a person, what do you know? How do you feel? That shows you the level that we operate on. We operate on feelings. And that's why we're hurt so much. And we're all so bound up subjectively because we're moved by emotion. God has emotions, but he doesn't make decisions with emotion. God is so magnificently mathematical. He can plan long range. And the people get thrown off by the majesty of his mathematics. Because it does not have emotion involved. God has emotion, but he's not ruled by emotion. I'm going to prove this in, in a minute through our lessons and the teachings of the Bible and Quran. Jesus in the four Gospels doesn't talk about 
the mind of God. He just says, whatsoever the Father bids me to do, that I do. Whatsoever the Father causes me to speak, that I speak. He is a student of the Father, so he speaks the words of the Father, does the will of the Father. That's the way you start. You start to become like God by obeying him whether you understand or not. But you got to believe in God in order to obey him. You got to trust God in order to obey him. Because it's difficult for us to say we understand such a magnificent being as the creator. I mean, please. We may never understand God. So it's not about you understanding God or me understanding him. It is about our trusting and believing in him enough that if he tells us, do this according to the word. We say we hear and we obey. And if we do that, that's the first stage of beginning to grow into the mind of God. Jesus, again in the gospel, starts talking like this. As he gets closer to the end, you notice him using the personal pronoun I. At first he's hiding his identity. Who do they say I am? Well, they say you're this, they say you're that, they say you're the other. But he's not telling the people who he is. He's hiding. Then all of a sudden he gets very strong, he says, I am the vine, the true vine. My father is the husband. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. He's talking boldly now, but people are not understanding the transformation that is taking place in this human being. He has grown from just obedience to God. Now he becomes an actor, carrying out God's will, not just from obedience, but from understanding the mind of God. Knowing God so well, he knows him in a hint. He knows him in a sign. He can just hear something and say, oh yeah, he means this, he means that. How do you get to the point where you know God so well that you know him in a hint and you know him in a sign? There are some wives who study their husbands so well that he can just give a look and you know what the look means. Women do that more than men, brother. How many sisters know what I'm talking about? You, you know a person so well, if they just give a certain look, you know what that look means. Nobody else may pick up on that, but you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, wouldn't it be something to know God that well? That you could just hear something and say, oh, God is telling me such and such and so and so in this. How do you get like that? I don't know whether I've ever mentioned this to you, but I'm going to go through it very briefly. You know, in music, when you listen to great music, the symphonic music, the music of Beethoven, the music of Mozart, the music of Bach, the music of Tchaikovsky. You're listening to masters, composers, who lived and died hundreds of years ago, but they are as alive today in their music. Tchaikovsky's not here, but he lives. Beethoven is not here, but he lives. Who makes him live? It's the students who study his music. They not only study the notes that he wrote, they try to get into his head to find out what condition was he under when he composed this. What happened? What mood was he in? What happened in his life that was so traumatic that he went to his piano and he composed this? Then when you get in tune with his mood, you get in tune with his mind, then you read what he wrote, then you are becoming one with him, then you can interpret his music and he lives through your baton as you interpret his score. Jesus became the master interpreter of God when he said, I and my father are one. He didn't have to say no more than that, just to say, me and my dad, we are one. It don't mean that when you, he's just one person, it means that we are so in tune now. His mind has become my mind. His will, my will. His thoughts, my thoughts. His ways, my ways. So it's no longer me you're looking at. You're looking at him whom you seek in me. I have become one with my father. My father in me and I in my father. So it ain't no more me. Me died. He lives in me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, when you leave the Gospels and get into the writings of the apostles, the apostles start giving us something about the mind of God that Jesus has become heir to. I'm coming to something. Just bear with me. Paul says, Let this mind be in you. The same that was in Christ Jesus. Why didn't Jesus say that? Why did Paul say it and not Jesus? Because Jesus was growing into the mind of God. When Jesus became Christ, he was already in the mind of God. When Peter said, I know who you are, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, don't tell nobody. 
Why not tell anybody? Because it's not yet so. I have not yet ascended to my father. Meaning that's my position all right, but I haven't gotten it yet. I'm not yet the powerful man that I'm going to be. So don't call me by that title yet. But when I become Jesus the Christ, I will have the power to crush my enemies. He didn't have the power when he went to the cross, but after he ascended to the Father, they said they saw him coming in the clouds of heaven, having great power. He wasn't the same man no more. When he comes back, he's not the same as when he left. When he comes back, he's in the mind of God. That means he got the power of God. And the scripture said, God put everything under Jesus, but he himself, all powers were turned over to him. Why? Because he had grown into the thinking, the mind of God. So they say he sits at the right hand of God. What does that mean? Oh, can I get near your right hand, brother? God, where's your right hand? I need to get near your right hand. No, come on. The right hand is the hand that executes the power of the mind. As Jesus is the right hand of God, it means he's the executor of God's will. And that's why Jesus is said to be the one to bring about the judgment. God directs him, but Jesus does it. He's powerful enough to judge everything, the quick and the dead. Ooh, that's something. Now, 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 wait a minute, Paul. Let's come back over here a minute, Paul. And tell us, what are you talking about? Let this mind be in you the same that was in Christ Jesus. Who are you talking to, Paul? He's talking to the followers of Jesus Christ. But they're, they're babies now. They're immature now. But he's saying to them, look, permit yourself to grow into the mind of Christ. Well, what mind did he grow into? God's mind. Then if you got God's mind in you, who are you? Who are you? You become God. You become agents of God and God. If your mind is God's mind, then you think like God, you act like God, you're doing the will of God. So the whole earth is filled with God. So we become gods. Ye are all God's children of the Most High God. This is why the white man don't want you to come near the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Because, thank you. Because he knows you think like him. He's the real devil. He's your teacher. So you think like your master. So you do like white folks. So God can say to you, uh-huh, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Mine are from above, yours are from beneath. Why are your thoughts from beneath? Because you let an enemy shape your mind. Yes. You let a devil shape your yes, mind. Sir. 
So if the white man is your educator, your teacher, and your trainer, you don't think like God, you think like the one who taught you. And it is only when you come into God's classroom and become a student of God that you can grow into God. And that's why Jesus said, except you become. As a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. See, you've been grown up already. Grown up under who? Under your enemy. So you think like your enemy. So the only way you can come to God, now don't come with no hang-up. Don't come with no uh, bargain. There ain't no bargain, man. You don't make no bargain here. God, if you do this for me, I'll do that for you. Uh-uh, baby. You ain't got a damn thing to say to God like that. He don't, you don't have nothing that he wants. This is no negotiating table. Huh? Excuse me for saying it like that. I don't mean any disrespect. But you don't bring nothing to God. When we come to him, what do we have to negotiate with? You do this for me, I'll do that for you. No, the white man has so fixed us, brother, that we don't hardly have anything to give but our worthless selves. And God said, if you just turn your worthless self over to me and become like a little child, I will make you into yourself again. What is yourself? Yourself is what I made you in the beginning. I made you in my image. I made you in my likeness. I didn't make a nigger. I didn't make a boy. I didn't make a colored fella, a negro, a pimp, a hustler. God said, let us make man. And when he made a man, brother, he made the man into him. But what did the white man say? Let us make a nigger. And he made niggers. And the nigger is his product. This is not what God made. This is what the white man made. But blessed be Allah, you got a chance now to come out from under the white man and come back to God and let him remake you. But in order to remake you, you got to come as a little child. Don't tell me what you know. What do you know? Come on. Oh, I have my... (laughs) my doctorate degree, I have my master's degree. I matriculated uh... (laughs) Yeah, we all did, brother. That's the game. To make you think you really know what we don't know. So we come to God proud and arrogant. But Jesus said, except you become as a little child, you can't enter the kingdom of God. Let this mind be in you. The same that was in Christ Jesus. Man, that's heavy. Here God wants to share his mind with a so-called Negro. And the Negro don't want God's mind. He wants power. Well, if you want power, brother, submit to God. He's omnipotent. And we 
and we are impotent. Meaning we ain't got no juice, no power. Talking about black power, black power, umgawa, black power. <laughs> he is a God, man, that got power. That's right. And he said, if you submit to me, my mind will be in you. Then you ain't got to ask for power, you got power. Yes. Huh? Yes, sir. All praise is due to Allah. Now, Paul again talking, he says, we are joint heirs with Christ. What are you talking about, joint heirs? I know what an heir is. Not A-I-R, but H-E-I-R. An heir is one who inherits something. Well, what did Jesus inherit of his father? He inherited the kingdom. He inherited the mind of his father and power from his father to set up a kingdom that no man would ever be able to remove from the earth. And then he says to the disciples, you are joint heirs with Christ. So all of us have a chance to get up out of where we are and get into the mind of God. Now, look, I'm going to say something that may shock you. I don't want you to be shocked. I just want you to think. According to the scripture, Jesus is the most profound of all of the men of the Bible. Would you agree? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You agree? How did God treat him? I mean, did he say, oh, this is my son. Sit on a silk pillar over here and command them and let them come and serve you. How, how did he treat him? I mean, that boy was catching hell from before he was born. Come on. But yet, he was the choice of God. But while he was in the womb, they were planning against his life. When he came from the womb, they were planning against his life. He had to run and flee and hide. Well, how many of us want to be in the mind of God, then have to follow Jesus and go through all that hell? Well, whether you wanted to follow him or not, you did. That's right. Because you've been running, fleeing, hiding. Your life was wanted while you were in the womb. That's right. And most of you are wanted right now. <laughs> Something. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. We are hated before we are born, brother. Jesus was hated before he came out of the womb. Black people hate it before we come to birth. Is that right? right. Many of you, your mamas were born in Mississippi. You weren't. Well, how did they get to Chicago? They was running. They didn't leave Mississippi because things down there was fine. That's right. They were running with you or running from somebody and then you came along. And it wasn't no better in Chicago or Detroit or New York, wherever white folk were in power, we started catching it. Well, that's Jesus' life. Yeah. 
So you're on the right road if you just submit now. You've had all the preparation for greatness. Now God wants to reward you for your having suffered by your coming into his own mind. Well now, Farrakhan, how do we get into the mind of God? Well, one of the things that God has to do, he has to teach us how to think by teaching us how he thinks. When we became followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he gave us lessons. These lessons are called the Supreme Wisdom, lessons by Master Farad Muhammad to his servant, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. These are for registered Muslims only. But tonight, I want to share with you some of these lessons and go to the Quran, the Bible, and the lessons to show you how if you stay the course, you grow into the mind of God. Now, brothers and sisters, have you noticed in all our relationships, they fall out or they make up by the way we feel about each other, not so much what we fully know about one another. I got a feeling from that brother or that sister. I, I don't particularly like them. Somebody asks you why, I, I don't know. I just got that feeling. When you're feeling around like that, you're blind. Blind people have to feel. You see them tapping along, feeling their way. When you deal only with your feelings, you and I will never become great men and women. If you're going to live in the world of emotions, then we'll always be hot and cold, lukewarm. We'll just keep shifting back and forth because we move by emotions. I'm going to deal with emotions tonight and uh, show if I have time. If not, we'll continue it at another time. But I want to start this subject because it's become so dear to my heart because as I'm growing, I have got to learn to think less emotional and more mathematical. You'd be surprised what goes into an equation when I make a decision. You'd be surprised. I would be surprised too. <laughs> you know, I have looked at some of you, and this is true, and I would make a decision. And you know what we're going into the decision? I would take into consideration how long you've been around, how quote unquote faithful you have been, you know, your family, all that kind of stuff. That's emotional, man. You ain't never going to make no progress like that. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> I mean, it's nice, but God, you know, wants his man to come up now. Yes, sir. Yes. Look at a thing and say, well, what is the performance here? That's right. I ain't got nothing to do with your wife. Ain't got nothing to do with your children. You don't have anything to do with how long I've known you, how sweet you are. What is your performance here? What do you know and what can you produce? What are the actual facts of you? And if it's mathematical, see, it's kind of, it appears kind of cold. Sorry, uh, you uh, have to find another kind of uh, employment because you're not fit for this job. See that? All these years I've been with that nigga. He busts me down. Yeah. Yeah. This is the way we think. That's right. See, now we're we're taking it emotionally. Right. He brushed it. Like when you get fired, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, look what they did to me. <laughs> but people who are ascending, some people make decisions that are not mathematical. I don't like you. I don't care how hard you work, you're good work, I don't like you. Because you prick my ego when you don't talk to me right, you know what I mean? So you're fired. That's emotional. That's irrational. That's unintelligent. It works for a while, but it gives you a false sense of who you are. You're not growing up like you should. But if we look at the thing purely mathematical, yes. unemotional, detach the emotion and look at the mathematics of it, then make your decision. God don't care nothing about your feelings. He ain't built, not really, not at all. God don't care nothing about your feelings. Look. Let me prove my point. Do a mother love her baby? A baby died last week. A crib death. It hurt the mother. It hurt the father. It hurt the family. What did God think? He said, I give life. I cause death. Some of you I take in the cradle. Some of you I stop in the womb. Some I allow to grow to maturity. Some I allow to go back to the worst part of life that after knowing they know nothing, meaning they become senile. I, God, do this. Ain't no emotion here. I don't care how many of you cry at the funeral. That's on your level. God ain't troubled by that. He said, I'll wipe away your tears. If you believe in me, but I'm going to bring some stuff in your life. <laughs> I ain't emotional. This is God talking, not me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking. God is talking. And he brought some stuff into Jesus' life, if you pardon the expression, man. As his main man, he gets hung up, the police get him. 
Well, in those days, they called them the Roman centurions, but it's like, sure enough, straight police got him. And one of his own brothers betrayed him. They came up on him in the garden and got him. God is looking at this. But he ain't, he doesn't appear to be interfering. They get Jesus, take him in a room, and whoop him. Throw a sheet over his head and smack him. Pow! Say, you a prophet, tell us which one of us hit you. <laughs> That's cold something. Now, now, you know, we've been in this, brothers. Anyway. Any of us that been arrested by white folk, they get us down to that cell and whoop the hell out of us. And we know what that's like to get a show enough whooping by the police. Well, can you imagine the Son of God in that kind of shape? Just imagine yourself. You one of the sons. Police living in your mouth like a dentist. <laughs> that ain't enough. They take you to court. Broke up. Jesus went to court. I mean, he looked like he had been in a fight. He ain't saying nothing. They lie on him. You've been there before. The judge ain't sympathetic. Crucify him. Where's God? We take this cross, carry this thing. God ain't emotional. Here's this man walking with this heavy cross, man. And people lashing him, spitting on him, talking about him. This is God's son. But he ain't emotional. Who's going to do it, my son? He said, go ahead, boy. I'm with you. And the son said, you sure? <laughs> but God is not emotional. He's making his man, and that's how he makes him into God. He's fashioning him and forging him into something powerful. And you don't make a, a God by giving him powder and pampering him. You make a God, man, by putting him through the ringer and showing him that he can take it because you're with him. And then you bring him out on top of all his adversities. <clears throat> all right, family. I know y'all got something good to say. So, <clears throat> press the number one. If you have anything that you would like to share that stood out, in the minister's message today, again, those of you all who may be listening over on Instagram, uh, not Instagram, but YouTube, Facebook, go to brotherbenlinks.com and hit that, that uh, you'll see the flag, the red flag, click on that, it'll open up your text messages, it'll have you text nation to the number, and it's going to respond with the Zoom link and the passcode if you would like to share on these calls. A lot of y'all, I'll be seeing y'all press one over on Facebook. You know you're not on the Zoom, so you got to come over to the Zoom to share. Uh, I see Brother Winford uh, wants to share. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Can you hear me? Alaikum salam. Yes, sir. Okay. 
Oh, man. Woo. Very, very powerful, very profound um, message. One of my favorites, actually. Um, you know, everything that the minister said has to be taken in, uh, has to be digested. Uh, light, you know, it has to be in measurements, man, because um, what I got out of it, man, of everything that he's saying, you know, we know that the minister talked to us uh, in different ways. You know, he's, he's speaking from the inner self and he's also talking about the enemy outside of self uh, pertaining to the mind of God, man. And, um, you know, to me, I just receive it as as a self-improvement, you know, um, and the only way that we can go from, it's almost like believing to knowing, right? Um, you know, we all say that we believe in the reality of God, but what the minister is doing here is really uh, being the perfect example and letting us, letting us know what we're already witnessing, maybe not able to identify it in our life, but to hear him say it and explain it uh, will give you a better understanding on what to identify uh, as you go through different situations in your life. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much like taking you from belief to knowing, right? Um, as the minister said, you know, we we go through things and, and um, God is not emotional. I mean, he has emotion, but he's not emotional to the point to where, you know, we doing everything right. We kind of pretty much looking for the reward because we're doing everything right right and uh, we kind of looking for that and when we don't get that it's like man you know god I'm, I'm striving to do everything right um but i'm not getting the reward right so uh, i think it's to me um it's, it's almost like going from believing to knowing you know uh, we we believe in the higher power we believe in a law but how will we know and a lot of times you know, we have to go through those trials and tribulations. Everything is stripped away. The people that you believe that's going to be there are not there. And the, the, the people that God put in your life, uh, they may not even know that uh, they're being used as a vessel where God shows up to reveal himself. But, but it's not for them to uh, it's not for them to know. It's for you to know because it's your trial, you know. So, uh, yeah, man, very profound on everything that the minister said, um, you know, a, a, a blessing, a reminder is a blessing for the believer. So, um, very profound. Uh, sister, sister Kava. Yes, sir. Yes. This is a very, very, very needed, uh, lecture. Very profound. I wanted to go back to the point where he the minister was saying about um, being one with the law. And he was saying, um, my mind is now, you know, your mind lines up with Allah's mind, your thoughts lines up with Allah's thoughts. Um, what struck out to me in that, um, in that area that he was talking about was when he said, my ways becomes Allah's ways. When your ways become a lot of way. And I think that that part where he's talking about the execution is where um, sometimes we stop in my minds, my thoughts, but we don't get to the, and speaking of my own self, because everything is self-improvement, but when we get to that part where we can execute, 
that is where the power, the real power comes in at. Because, you know, we can think about a thing. Our mind can be there. Our thoughts can be there. Um, our hearts, because a lot of people say, well, don't, don't, again, don't judge me. My heart is in the right place. But what is it to execute, to, to, to be, act- my ways is action. So how you act is your way. And I really feel like, you know, we really tap into the power of God when we begin to execute his ways. So I just wanted to say how I really, really enjoyed that part. It, it, it can show us the process of our progress into becoming God is when we are able to execute execute power and then it brought me to one last thought of something that um uh sister minister ava may allow be pleased with her said and she was explaining one day how do you know that you're becoming god in terms of and i'm paraphrasing in terms of be and it is and she was saying from the time the amount of time that it takes for you to have a thought and how much it times how much time it takes for you to execute that thought. And she mentioned um, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan um, when he talked about the Million Man March. So from the time that he said he watched it come out of his mouth and he wanted to snatch it back, but you know I want to bring a million black men to uh, D.C. And that's around the time that I came into the mosque in 1995. And just to watch, um, just to watch his execution in less than a year, you know, for him to say he want to bring a million men to D.C. and the logistics of it for a B, and it is, to me, that just showed me, yes, that's executing God power. So I just wanted to share that. All right, we have uh, Amber X. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Hello. Okay. All right. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. I just wanted to say that uh, I just love how the minister just confirms that you know, all doesn't it doesn't although it doesn't look it in man's eye or uh, people who aren't in the frequency or those who aren't in the frequency. Um you know, of God's execution or when we're executing in God's light, <laughs> excuse me, uh, when he put us in, when he puts us in the line of fire or puts us in position, uh, you know, it just resonates clear with the things we encounter, not only with myself, you know, as a, a striving black woman, but as our people in general, you know, the things we're put under, uh, it just, it confirms you know, that uh, God wants us to be cultivated in his light. He wants us to walk and execute in his manner, you know. Um, and it's just a good feeling to know that, you know, what's in store uh, just for being obedient and just for doing his wishes in reference to executing in his light. You know, uh, it just promotes, you know, to just get active, you know, <laughs> whatever he whatever he intends. Uh that's all I wanted to say, though. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you. Uh, Amin Ra. 
I'm in Ra going once, going twice. All right, since so it go to X. All right, Assalamualaikum, family. Um, so there were a few things, and then I'm gonna kind of summarize it. Uh, he said we have to get into the mind of human of the human beings to elevate the thinking of the people. And then he also said though. When he was saying how you can't come with a negotiation, you know, don't say if you do this for me, I'll do that for you. Um, it made me think about the thing is that getting into the mind of the human being to elevate them, that is our challenge. That is our task. But the thing is that people think they know everything already. You think that you know what you need. Just as you say, well, if you if you do this for me, then then I'll do this for you. But, but why do you think that that's what God needs for you? Why do you, because you think that. And I think it goes back to understanding that you know nothing because not until I knew and understood the idea that I know nothing, I know nothing, only God knows. And, and that took God putting me through situations in my life um, all the way to the point where I was homeless on a beach had nothing and nobody starving and just looking at God through the ocean and asking God to just show me, like, just show me. I don't even need anything in return at this point, because at this point, I clearly know nothing that I need. I give my life to you. Just show me where to go. Show me what to do. Teach me. And that is the moment that you allow God into your mind, because you're not asking for nothing but God, because you already understand that don't nobody know what you need but God. And, and, at, and that's the moment that my life changed. That's the moment that doors open. And, and I didn't even expect doors to open, but I just kept walking through them because, okay, I've, I've gave God my life. So this must be what God wants. So I'm going to keep doing it. But that is the challenge is getting people to that point where they understand that they know nothing. And God is the only one that knows. And that's how they get into the mind of God. So that, that was a real, this whole lecture was so powerful. This is about the second one I ever saw. And this is when I knew, like I knew without a doubt, this is where I'm going because of this lecture itself. So um, that was my takeaway. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum Brother Hashim. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum There you go again, Brother Ben, with them combinations. There you go again. I think I'm on to what you be doing. I think. Because <laughs> Eric Thomas said the same thing in a different language. And so the minister comes on and brings the spiritual aspect. Not that Eric Thomas didn't, but he, they both gave a lot that we can draw from. Now, in the chat, the power group chat yesterday, a brother said he was asked, do we believe in witchcraft? Now, I just got out of a debate, well, a soft debate with a Sunni Muslim, and I had to go to Surah 113. And then Surah 113, there's an ayat that says, from the evil, we 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 asking Allah that we seek in refuge in God from the evil of those who cast evil suggestions and firm resolution. We asking God's protection. Now, the mind of God is simply that we are God and we can't get into the reality of God until we understand and believe that we are God. Now, the nation made me understand it a little different when I came in. When I first came in, 
I didn't understand the concept of how a man was God until they gave me this Bible verse where Jesus said, y'all tripping on what I'm doing, greater works than what I did, you're going to be able to do. And I'm saying to myself, man, this, this is Jesus right here. And he said, I'm going to do more than what he's doing. And then the Muslim brother I was talking to took me to the verse that the minister just used. Yeah, all God's children of the most high God. Now, if we don't believe that, we ain't going to be able to do what the East says. It's the East said. And that's execute. Because we taught in the nation of Islam that mere belief accounts for nothing except carried into practice. And the simplified carrying into practice, that just means execute. So if I believe that I'm a child of God, made in the image and likeness of God, if I believe the words of Jesus, peace be upon him, that I'm going to be able to do greater works than what he did, if I believe that, then I'm going to be able to do that. But if I don't believe that I'm going to be able to do that more than what Jesus did, then I can't really execute the God that's in me, not to the degree that Christ was able to. And the sister used the example of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan at the Million Man March. Now, Christ spoke to the multitude, but they said that one numbered about 30-some people. Now, if the minister didn't believe he could pull off the Million Man March, if he didn't believe it, then two million would not have shown up. I definitely was there. So the reality of God is, first, I got to believe that I'm made in the image and likeness of God. I got to believe that. What does belief mean? I got to practice that. And we heard Eric Thomas and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan say that your degree of thinking, you can see how a person is thinking by the actions. This is God action right here. This is devil action right here. This person pulled this off. This person turned a negative into a positive with his thinking. This person avoid arguments like your disposition, brother Ben. I was listening to Closing the Gap today. Closing the Gap, part 16. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said how he wants us to respond to the ignorance of our people in these threads, in the comments. He don't want us to go down to the gutter with them. Now, if I go down to the gutter with them and I go devil-like, am I really God-like? Hmm. If I go to the level of them, I'm down there with them. So I'm thinking devil. So we are taught that you can think, you can tell a person's thoughts by their actions. So it ain't just talking now. You can't just say you believe in Jesus or peace be upon him or prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him or master father Muhammad. And your actions do not measure up to what you say you believe in. If we believe that we are God and the reality of God is based on us able to execute whatever we see in our mind, if we can see it, we can achieve it. If we can see it in our minds, then, then and only then can we able to see, can we go to that level where God, what the minister said, he started taking us through the the diamond cutter. He started taking us through the challenges. He started letting the storms hit us so we can overcome them. And the more we overcome obstacles, the more we overcome hurdles, the more we start climbing mountains, the more we can see, oh, oh, oh this is real. It's all, it's all the way I think. It's real. And then in conclusion, Eric Thomas said, now listen, now, when you start executing, God going to show you who you are and he's going to show you who the people are that's around you. Now, that's real key right there. Because sometimes we may want someone, our family member, 
to be this person that's supposed to be our support group. We may want our best friend to be our support group. We may want our, our wife to be our support group. We may want our husband to be our main support group. But the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan said, don't worry about who your support group is. What do he say? Execute. Just get started. And God going to send you your support group. Thank you, Brother Ben. Thank you for this, this combination right here. I'm ready to knock the devil out today. Thank you. Praise be to Allah. What was that page you said you was looking at in closing the gap? Uh, that, that wasn't closing the gap. That was today. That was, uh, maybe I did say closing the gap. It's the time of what must be done. Oh, Today's uh, 16, 16, it's, it's, it's chapter 16. Right in the beginning, part 16, he starts talking about how we believers are supposed to respond to the ignorance of people. They may be, he said, they may go low. They may get fouled. They may get disrespected, but we can't go there with them. Otherwise, we just like them. So how are you going to teach the dead acting like the dead? Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, what well. stood out to me was, uh, well, one of the things that stood out to me in this lecture was about God being mathematical versus emotional. And it makes me think about, you know, many of us say God is love. And when you come into the nation of Islam, we realized uh, from the honorable Elijah Muhammad that love is freedom, justice, and equality. If you're not giving a person freedom, justice, and equality, there is not love there. And we always think love is a uh, emotion. We think it's always an emotional thing and how we feel, and that's a part of it. But God is also mathematical. So when he breaks down that, hey, I'm not judging you based on uh you know what you did in the past and about who your wife is and about if she's your wife or he's your husband or child and things of that nature he's going over the he said the actual facts of you and i think many of us um in in our separation from the mind of god because it says his ways are not our ways his thoughts is not our thoughts i think that's one of the things many of us uh, struggle with we make our our decisions based on emotions versus the actual facts he's basing it on did it get done yes or no uh he brought up a person who uh was on a job and uh the brother used to do this and he gave him gifts or something like that he also brought up the mosque as we're going to hear how our brother uh handed him a suitcase or gave him a suitcase as a gift and he stated that uh, if you do anything wrong, brother, you're going to get double time because I don't want you to think you can buy me based on what you're giving me as a gift. So um, that's what stood out to me, how God is uh, mathematical. And it reminds me about when we're taught that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had, you know, was back in the back running the business and the ministers out front with the spiritual because business and uh, business is cold. Um, and it's based on your your mathematics. So uh, we're not supposed to be running our businesses based on um, emotions and what we feel about a particular person. There is a job and a duty that has to get done and we should be able to quantify if it gets done. Well, that's business. But I also heard the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teach us that business is the activity of life itself. So, yes, the business aspect of it, we want to, you know, be cold or look at the numbers but also there are certain aspects of our life not every single thing but there are certain aspects of our life which we should look at it like that as well mathematically and not based on um our emotions and that's also dealing with ourselves uh many of us are are, are emotional even with our own selves we're not mathematical when there's something that we need to do about our own lives when there's something that we need to improve about our own lives 
we are emotional about it. We give ourselves passes versus being mathematical about it. So if we want to come up into the mind of God and not just the mind of God, but the action, because he says Jesus is the on the right hand of God. That's not on our right hand somewhere in the sky. He's the executioner. So if we're going to be executing on the mind of God, we're going to have to start to, you know, look at the actual facts of things versus the emotional. So that was something that stood out to me. Uh, next, we got a, uh, is it, is it Javier? Yes, sir. Javier. Um, but, um, what I got from it was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the minister was saying not only, uh, about our, like to step into the mind of God is to like step into the thinking of, of God, but also like what we feed ourselves, like, like what we eat or diet. Um, and like just learning more about like the foods and things like that. Um, and just the way that we've been programmed. Um, a lot of the foods that we eat, um, is, is well, majority of them is not real. Like it's not real. And if they use chemicals, you know, um, if they use chemicals, like to, I guess, genetically modify these foods to create these foods that's not organic, um, and we consume them, and our brain, if I'm not mistaken, is kind of like a chemical equation. Um, so it kind of like maybe some of the foods that we eat throw off that chemical equation in our brain, and, and our brain is like what's connected to our mind. I know our brain and our mind are the same thing, but you know, in our brain and our mind, where we produce thoughts. So it was just um, that's one thing that stuck out to me as far as what you eat can also lead to uh, what you thinking and, and stuff like that. And then uh, also, um, if how you think leads to how you feel and then leads to how you act, um, like the more, I guess you feed yourself the right foods, not only like actual physical foods, but, um, like on the teachings, like that video you made with the cup that was like, it was like, it had seeds in it or whatnot. And the more water you poured into it, it's like the more uh, clear the cup, uh, began to be, um, then basically the more we tap into like the mind of God, I guess we can kind of measure, we can kind of measure that basically by how we act. Like, you know, like if the way you, if we change the way we program and the way that we think, maybe that'll lead to us feeling and thinking a certain type of way. And then that'll maybe produce that change that'll make somebody want to execute if that makes sense. But that's pretty much what I got from it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, Sister Randisha. So what I got from it was yesterday when we actually was on the call and you were talking about what are the characteristics of God and the minister said today is impotent and opotent. Um, those actually came up, but when he also stated and referenced Jesus looked like he was in a fight Um, that sometimes in our lives, you know, we go through things and if Jesus had to go through what makes us think that we're going to be different if we are trying to connect to his mind that sometimes we are going to go through things. Sometimes we're going to feel attacked. Like today, I felt the attack on the job. So I was like, you know what? I quit. And the boss called me. He was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not letting you give up that easy. It's either you come in or I'm coming to pick you up. And I'm like, what? Like, saying like, I'm gone. Um, I can't take this no more. Like, I teach like when you're trying to teach someone is that you don't try to attack them all the time. And then when I got on the call, it was just like everything just referenced. Like, you know, if I am a God and if I am using the supreme wisdom as mathematics and science, then I should be able to overcome, like, who was the original man? The original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet, the God of the universe, 
And I had to like really, really just calm myself down and say, oh, a lot. Like today I was thinking emotional. I wasn't thinking my best self as a God, as the second self of God. So I just think that those are some of the things that actually just helped me reflect. It's like this call was like so for me, I wasn't going to say anything. But um, I think that this definitely opened my mind to a lot of things as it happened today because I'm actually walking through it. Right. You asked us, what was our purpose yesterday? Go home and do homework and see what is your purpose. And when I wrote down my purpose is my purpose is not to work for someone else, but to become a creator. And then my situation occurred today. So we have to be careful. When we say that, you know, that we want this and we want these things as bad as we do, because God is definitely going to challenge us. He's definitely going to test us on these things. So I said, I'm like, well, like Salam, so you quit today. Yes, sir. I did. My boss came and got me like literally he was like, no, man. So I did try to quit. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Brother Samuel. Salam that was pretty, pretty powerful. You know, um, when we was talking about Allah and this mind of God is really my favorite lecture of all time of the Alameda Farrakhan. I listen to it over and over again. And it reminds me of like when the atheists say, um, well, if, if there was a God, um, where was he at during slavery? Right. They, they use that argument all the time. Where was he at during the, the lynchings and the rapings and the beatings and the, you know, the Jim Crow with the dogs biting us. Did God let all that happen? You know, and they go through different horrible things in the scriptures. But this 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 uh, lecture really clarifies it. Like, God don't think on emotion. Allah thinks generation to generation. Allah thinks beyond our emotional reaction to the things that are happening in our face. Allah can see down the will of time and he operates from the law of cause and effect. He can see if this happens here, this is going to produce this. And so Master Farah Muhammad had an idea that the other scientists couldn't relate to. They couldn't identify with. Right. So he said, I'm going to go teach those people. And they said they are poisoned. They are rusty. They cannot be redeemed. Um, they are locked into their foolishness. But he said, no, I see beyond that. And his, his mind is the mind that the universe is backing right now. His mind exists on planes, Master Farah Muhammad, and his mind is outstripping the other scientists to this day. The Honorable Louis Farrakhan is a result of his mind when the most honorable Elijah Muhammad left in 1975. Did nobody see that but Brother Jabril? Brother Jabril had what they call a comprehensive view, right? Comprehensive means he sees beyond just the little small things in front of us, such as um, the nation being organized the way that it was with Imam Wabdi Muhammad on top. Brother Jabril seen Minister Farrakhan, and he knew it, and so did the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. So Moses was following the wise man. He didn't have a comprehensive view. He had an emotional reaction to everything that the wise man did, right? So then the wise man who had a comprehensive view, one of the scientists apparently, told Moses, hey, eventually you're going to have to go because you keep having an emotional reaction to what I'm doing. You don't have a comprehensive knowledge. And so that's what I was getting at yesterday. Um, if we are locked in like Moses and finding issues with not just us as individuals, but I was really speaking about society. It takes generations for a society to change. But if we lock in on the mind of Master Farah Muhammad and become masterful at a certain gift, I know that the believers' minds are so powerful that we will take over the fields of science, the, 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 the um, fields of education, the fields of criminal justice, the fields of medicine to take this society over. And I think that when we begin to think beyond what we see, little pookie shot Ray Ray over there 
that's getting horrible. The music is getting bad. But look at the consciousness that's busting open amongst the people. Even though they don't come out of their mouth and necessarily say the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, 90% of their movements is kissed by the light of the Honorable Louis Farrakhan's mind, kissed by the light of Master Farah Muhammad's mind, kissed by the light of our science and our understanding of nature. And so that's what I was getting at. We, when I say we find fault, I'm not talking about no individual stuff. I'm talking about being able to see the mind of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, Master Farah Muhammad and the Honorable Louis Farrakhan at work in the society and tapping into that and writing that way that will really ultimately lead to the change of a society. We locked in and we stay focused on the, the petty things, the, the, the minute things. And not sometimes they're horrible, they're egregious, but those aren't the real reality of what's happening. What's, what's happening is the mind is shifting and causing people who, and I've been in these for um, 30 years, right? I'm, I'm looking at people who I spoke the teachings to when I was 20 years old, 22 years old, even in high school, 16 years old. And now they're waking up and they're becoming conscious. I'm watching the tremendous shift and people with a 20 and 30 year lag come back and be like, nah, I get what you were talking about. And it, it justifies, it makes me feel justified. But more than anything, it justifies these teachers. And I'm going to start with this. Look at how Minister Ishmael talks about how the Caucasian science is beginning to bear witness to the teachers of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. Some of this bearing witness has has been 50 and uh, 60 years removed, but now it's happening. So I find so much confidence in that and how the mind of God will prevail in this country. And and, and we mentioned uh, Sheikh Atijopin, Ben Yakuman and all that last yesterday. Ben Yakuman finally, finally came to an understanding after sometimes being a very strong opponent. That's how we going to win. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Next up, we got power. Okay, so I'm not sure I'm going to believe that this is me. I don't know why the it yeah, chose to put power instead of my name, Shalon. Can you hear me? Yes, okay? ma'am. Yep. Okay, so this is Shalon. Okay, so greetings, everyone. It's It's beautiful to be constantly reminded of our emotions. So I'm thankful for this this video to know that I'm on the path, the right path to continue to keep growing, to think less emotional. When E.T. said that you don't know, and, and I'm speaking with regard to relationships, because a lot of, as, as it was stated, a lot of our relationships are all messed up, broken up, disturbed, destroyed because of emotions when he spoke and said that the devil will give you a relationship that looks like it's in your best interest only to destroy it and most many of the time destroy you in the process of it so i'm paying attention now to really how people are so messed up based on how they're so emotional when people, when it, when, it, when it was stated, when people can think above, they will rise above. We have to think above our emotions as the minister has, all, has taught us from the very beginning. Our relationships, too many of our relationships are based off of feelings and not what we therefore know about the individual. And as the minister say we, walk, say we walk into it blindly. We don't know what, uh, what the actual facts are of this person. 
what does this person know? What do you know about this person? What does this person think? How does this person act? Instead of going in finding out about the actual facts of people, we go in on this emotional feeling and get completely just thrown off and in a relationship that just, that can get torn apart. I watched, I was in a relationship, I watched the, the brother deal with emotions in such a way that I couldn't understand it for the life of me because how do you go around kicking buckets when you're upset about something instead of logically thinking about the situation and communicating about it. So my, I'm, I'm, I'm so into this emotional, becoming less emotional and on the, the path of our emotions. So I'm so focused on it. So thank you for this because it's, it's a beautiful reminder. Thank you. That's all I wanted to share. Praise be to Allah. And what I think helps us as I close with this, because uh, as we become less emotional and reactive, really, um, yes, I think what will allow us to make more mathematical thoughts is to know the mind of God. If we don't know the mind of God, we're going to go off of whatever we're taught, whatever we grew up around and whatever our emotions is telling us. So I think when we look into our lessons uh, and the minister is going to mention this in his lecture, if I missed it, if he haven't already said it in his lecture. But looking into our, our lessons and look at how the God thinks. Uh, why does Muhammad or any Muslim murder the devil? Uh, our, our lesson number one, uh, how are we supposed to think and act? Um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to the minister, he says, why did God even ask why? And if we know why God asked why, it's because he wants to get us up into his thinking. So he said, take the principles of the lessons and see how we can apply and use them in our life. Why isn't the devil settled on the best part of the planet Earth? If we understand why he wasn't settled on the best part of the planet Earth, why was he ran off? Then we can look into our own lives and say, hey, what type of person, what type of idea in mind do I need to get away from the best part of the planet Earth? What was he doing? You talk about those who have been, who caused mischief, who spread lies and caused the righteous to fight and kill one another. If we see that going on in our life, then principle wise, we know what to do. No matter if it's our child, our wife, our husband, our mother, our father, it is a principle. principle. Remember, God is mathematical. So when we look into our lessons and we get a better understanding of how God actually thinks principle wise, I think it, I think it makes it a lot easier for us to make a mathematical decision versus an emotional one, because we know we are in line with God's mind and decision. Um, Shaheen. Yes, hello. Hell is low. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just wanted to add up. Uh, this reminds me of the um, lecture we played the other day, and we were talking about the minister being an example and watching him. And uh, you saying like uh, the mind of God, right? So I was listening to a speech from the minister was saying how Elijah Muhammad wanted to put himself inside of him. And the minister was kind of puzzled by it. So he asked one of the brothers, and the brother was like, um, he was like, oh, that's easy. He said, all you got to do is just bring you up the way a law brought him. Right, real quick, because I, I want you to be—I want you to be heard. Are you on Bluetooth or are you covering your mic? 
Bluetooth. Yeah, try to come off the Bluetooth so we can hear you good. Hello. Say it again. Speak. Hold on. Yeah, that's better. Hello. Yep, that's better. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just saying how this uh, was related to yesterday, and with the minister being an example, and um, you saying uh, let this uh, the mind of God is the topic, right? So, and um. When Elijah had asked the minister, or told the minister he wanted to put himself inside of him, um, the minister was confused about that. He was wondering, like, how could he do that? And he asked one of the brothers at the time that he was around, and the brother was like, oh, that's simple. He said, all he got to do is just raise you up the same way the Lord taught him. And um, it, it was a speech. Um, the minister was saying how Elijah Muhammad um was talking very strong about um how he was gonna bring this world down and he was uh yeah, excuse me man can I'm, I'm let me get it together there's a lot thrown in I'm trying to get it all out um he was talking real strong about himself on, on who he is and things of that nature and basically he was saying how he was Jesus and, uh, and I noticed, like, the last couple of Savior's Day, the minister wouldn't say who he was until just recently. I think, like, uh, the last song or the swan song or something like that. Yeah. So it just reminded me of, of the time when he was talking about Elijah, and he would never really say who he was, but he said at the end he was telling you and I who he was. And that's kind of what the minister is doing. Like, I see Elijah in him when I hear him and I look at him. And now I think a man of that magnitude, he's making a bunch of paracon, basically, before lack of words, uh, through the teachings now. Because I heard him say, you'll deal with me for generations to come. Mm -hmm. So through the teachings and even with programs like this, you reflect in the mind of the minister because... Last time I said, there's nowhere else you can go throughout the, the nation and see a group, a group of people trying to, you know, represent and strive to be like one person. You know, like, because when you go to the church, um, you don't know what church they could be part of. But when you see the, a brother representing the nation, you know where they're from, whether it's the suit, bow ties, the way they speak, the way they handle themselves. And that's what I'm seeing that mind within the nation and, and people that adopt that thinking or the lessons or the teachings. And um uh and I know we say, you know, an execution came up. And um I noticed that the nations I heard Brother Norris say that uh you go from being a, a believer to a knower and to an applier. And I and I like that because most people in the church just go with having faith and having belief. But then that brought up the thing about execution where it's a difference in, you know how to say you, you know better, you do better. But it's a difference in knowing and doing. And no doubt, you know, you got to know better to actually do better. But some of us don't do better unless we put in certain situations. You know, like you're always running late from your job and you don't start to be on time until they start to write you up. Or, you know, you need to be losing weight 
but you steady eating cupcakes and things of that nature until you go to the doctor and they tell you, you know, you got to get your stuff together. So sometimes you get put in situations to where you have to do better because some just knowing alone for some people just not enough. You know what I mean? Some people get it, that light bulb come on and they start to act on that. You know, and then some people you have to kind of like force their hand and put them in situations to where they can't do better. Um, that, that's mainly my point, man. I ain't mean to be rambling and stuttering and all that stuff, man. But I just wanted to add on to that. Brother I have uh, something to share. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Um, we, we've always been strong-natured people. And I like that whoever brought that up about being uh, weak and, and not strong. We, we, we are strong-natured people. And we were always, we always had power uh, and, and very productive individuals. But when the white man came in, he, he brought us down, you know, with all this weaponry and stuff. Okay, and gave us the nigger word, the name nigger, because it was a word to classify you as being broke down individual with no drive, no ambition. Um, Honorable Lewis Farrakhan's message was to let you know that Allah wants you to have more confidence in yourself than you perceive to, to have. And just believe in self and put on the full armor of God. And be yourself and bring yourself closer to him to be as he is. And um, that's my message today. Our praises be to Allah. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Brother Ruben. Yes, sir. Well, you coming in with that static. Can you hear me? Nope. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, that's a little better. Um, now, with the, with the audible, with now we can't hear you again. I'm cracking up. I don't know if you can hear me. Nope. Can you hear me now? It's just a lot of static, like a lot of noise in the background. Yeah, I'm at work right now. I'm trying to seek time to go to a little smaller place where there's no noise frequency. Uh, can you hear me now? Uh, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it's still a lot of noise in the background. It's draining you out. I'm gonna try to speak, gonna try to speak loud and quick. Um, what the minister was saying is beautiful because you know he's saying having higher consciousness, having Christ, Christ light mind, and that's what being said. Think for yourself. If you have higher consciousness, you're having thinking like God because He made us in His image. So if you do think like that, you'll have somebody manipulating, telling you what to do, how to think, how to feel. And now, alhamdulillah, I'm going to pray to Allah. I'm going to just speak this quick. In 2017, oh, oh man. Brother, you might, have to, you might have to type, you might have to type what you're saying in our Telegram chat. Because this is a stream and people tuning in and it's hard to hear you. So it may be best for you to just put what you're saying in the telegram. And when you on the calls, you got to you got to come in clear because we streaming this. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Uh, could you t uh, send the telegram? Yeah, the I put it in yeah. there again. 
All right, family. Uh, I'm going to put the telegram inside of the Zoom. For you all, you guys can look in the chat. Um, but that, we're, we're probably, as I'm looking at where we have to stop at, this is probably going to be a three-part series. So we'll do this tomorrow, and then we'll do this again. Uh, what is that, Friday? And I think we'll probably finish this uh, finish this lecture. Um, we got Amin Ra, who want to share? Go ahead. Yes, yeah, so alaikum, my brother. Walaikum Peace and blessings to all the people. Um, yeah, I just wanted to hit a couple notes. I know we got to close it up in a second. And um, the first time I wasn't able to uh, get back, uh, respond because my background was kind of too loud. Yes, sir. I'm aware of that. Um, I apologize for that. Um, yeah, I just want to say where the fair account, where um, the minister, um, hit a couple of valid points. He said, uh, he made him a man through all the adversities. He was speaking in general, you know, he said that, and he had to be tested to see if he could withstand the pressure. And I, that resonate real deep with me. You know what I'm saying? Cause all the stuff I've been through and still, you know, go through, and likewise, in our community, you know, and all my reflections, we all suffer through the turmoil and all the, all the things that keep us stagnated or in a, in a, even in the mind state that we have. It's like our, 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 my mom always say that growing, in, growing up in poverty, our whole way of thinking is wrong. So just the things we think is right. It don't it don't be like that because we don't got no other outlook and we 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 raised by you know um, other people in poverty so we all know they they way of thinking and and and, and they way of getting out of things and then it's not a bad thing when you're amongst your people but everybody's been subjected to this way of life so we can't prog progress in the proper manner or fashion that we need to whether it's financial trauma or or dealing with uh, trauma just, you know, in our everyday life, losing family, friends, loved ones, lost ones. So our way of, of becoming who we need to become in the right way is, is all messed up. But back to what I was saying, what the minister was saying, um, he said we had to stop thinking less emotional and more mathematical that's deep, man, because us as people in a whole, we all think with our emotions, you know what I'm saying? And we try to we try to uh justify it. And ain't no justification when you thinking emotionally. And if we had them that mathematical way of thinking and putting things in perspective of the with calculation, you know what I'm saying? That's why I, I give all praises to the minister and, and and Elijah Muhammad for the way they taught our people to strive for ourselves and, and be the best we can be and do for self, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, 
it's levels to graduation. And it's like when you were a kid, you get they give you the Bible and tell you this is the right way of life. And then once you graduate and come into knowledge yourself, and you start wanting a different outlook on, on life, you you go to the uh, teachings of the, the minister and it's like, yeah, this this resonates with me. This 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 is what I wanted to hear. It's what I want to be a part of. And ever since my dad, because my mom is 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 a Christian and my father is more in in the mosque and stuff. So I was like, that's what I wanted to be, but I was I was kept away from it for so long. So I couldn't be I didn't get everything I needed to get because the timing wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? I was already caught up in the, the BS life, but it, it, it's a blessing to know y'all and be a part of y'all, speak to y'all, even this now with technology. Like, this is a blessing. Like, I, I love what you do, Brother Ben X, and you give everybody a platform, a chance to speak on your platform. It's, it's peace and love and you know we're gonna we're gonna finish up tomorrow because I know you gotta close it up soon. But peace, love, and blessings to everybody, and take care. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you all, family. Again, if you all want to check out the links, www.brotherbenlinks.com. If you're listening in, you're tuning in, you want to get access to uh, the text message so you can get the Zoom link. Also, the other day inside of our Telegram, a lot of people were saying that they was dealing with procrastination. I do have a book called Lose the Weight, not weight. Many people got to lose that weight, too. But W-A-I-T, Lose the Weight, talking about overcoming procrastination. That book is also inside of my links as well, brotherbenlinks.com. So thank you all for listening. Uh, How do you get inside the Telegram? I just put the Telegram inside the link. So if you look up inside the chat, it says t.me slash that long thing hurry up and click that because we about to close out but uh that's how you can get access to the uh link so assalamu alaikum family and y'all have a blacktastic day